Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today. Let's get right to today's episode. Well, welcome everybody to this episode of the Doctrine Matters Podcast. I am kind of excited about doing this episode of the podcast because let me just say this. I don't want to reinvent the wheel here, but what I do think we need to do is understand that there are a lot of false teachers out there. Now, there have been a lot of men smarter than I am that have put in a lot of hours and a lot of work to expose false teachers. They put together charts. They put together videos. They put together things like this to show you why you should not follow certain teachers out there. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, I wanted to kind of go through part of a sermon and then in, let me say sermon in quotation marks, but then into a quote unquote healing session from Kenneth Copeland. I happened to see this. It was a suggestion on my YouTube channel for some weird reason, but I clicked on it and I listened to it. And then I I started to see a lot of podcast and YouTube videos about what I saw. Now, some of you listening or some of you watching may have already seen and know what I'm talking about. Kenneth Copeland knocks over a guy in a wheelchair. It's the craziest thing. And if you are watching, we're going to look at this. We're going to kind of look at some things. And what struck me the most is I went to the original YouTube video that Kenneth Copeland's ministry put out. And I noticed the amount of people in the in the comments that were just so enamored with this man, how they were saying, bless God for Kenneth Copeland. Thank you, Ken, Brother Kenneth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. You've been such a big blessing in my life. All of these things. And it blew me away because if you listen to my last episode, we talked about Christians being martyred in Afghanistan right now. And they have been already and still being sought after to be killed for their faith in Christ. And then here in America, we have this this culture of health, wealth, and prosperity, and we've got people flocking to false teachers trying to get healthy, wealthy, and prosperous. All the while, many of these people's bank accounts are going backwards because they keep sowing these seeds into these men's ministries, and nothing's happening in their life. Sure, God may heal a a person here and there, and, and that's just God's will. It's not anything that this man did. It's not anything that their money did. And people are most people are going hungry. They're going broke. They're not getting well. They're still sick. I have a story that I'll tell as we go through this. But there have been, like I said, many men that have done greater things than I have on this. But I think it's important that we sound the alarm, that we begin looking at some of these false teachers because the people that follow them are many. And any voices that can be out there to warn people of these false teachers and these wolves in sheep's clothing, the better. One of the best ones I've seen doing this is Justin Peters. I, I, I'll probably put some links to his uh, to his work in the show notes because he has done a tremendous job just exposing some of these false teachers. But we're going to take a look at, if you're watching and if you're listening, you'll be able to hear it. But we're going to take a look at uh, a recent... I guess it's his his conference that Kenneth Copeland does. And if you don't know anything about Kenneth Copeland, you should just YouTube his name and you'll find that he was confronted by Inside Edition about his plane that he spent millions of dollars on and he didn't want to ride in a tu- tube of demons flying commercial. Uh, just a lot of things, a lot of controversy with him 
and uh, just so much going on there with with that guy. But I, I want to bring this up. I want to I want you to listen. He's kind of the end of his quote unquote sermon here, but he's fixing to have all the people stand up and he's fixing to have them uh, do repeat a prayer. And I, I think it's going to be worth us kind of dissecting this prayer a little bit and then getting into the quote unquote healing part of the service, because really it's just a lot of laughing, walking around, touching people and nobody getting up, nobody doing anything. There's people in wheelchairs that aren't getting up and walking. He knocks one guy over. We don't know if he's okay or not. I haven't done any follow-up to see, uh, but we're going to watch this and, and I'll just make some commentary along the way because I think it's important for us as believers to be able to sound the alarm and to sound the alarm and know exactly why we're sounding the alarm because of these things that these men are teaching from a platform. This is Kenneth Copeland. Run from this man. Please do not listen to him. If your family or friends are listening to Kenneth Copeland giving money to his ministry, tell them to stop. Please let them watch this video. Let them hear the audio, whatever it takes. I know I'm just a... Uh, an old country boy from Mississippi living in Northeast Arkansas now. So I am no one special, but I'm just saved by grace through faith and understand the true text that God has given us and what they preach here is not it. So let's just get into some of this. And like I said, I will make some comments along the way. And again, he's fixing to have people stand up and repeat a prayer after him. And it's interesting. Some of the words that he says, we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Hallelujah. Stand up All the people on the, in the wheelchairs inside. Here. And I take authority over all sickness, all disease, over all the devil's glory to God. Let me stop here. He takes authority over all sickness. This is the guy who last year tried to blow COVID-19 away. He rebuked COVID-19 and said, you get out of here. He, I think he said, you go out back into the sea or something like that. He, he just, he blew it out of here. Now, if you want to take a look at how that's going and how that went, we will see that this man now claims to have authority over the sickness. But here we are still in 2021. At the end of 2021, almost, we're about to head into the fourth quarter of 2021, and we are still dealing with COVID-19. We're dealing with the Delta variant now. I think there's a Lambda variant coming across South America right now. It's just crazy. Obviously, he didn't blow COVID-19 away, yet now he's going to stand here in 2021 amid, amongst a bunch of people here and then claim to have authority over the sicknesses again. And if he couldn't blow COVID-19 away with the authority he possessed in 2020, what makes anyone think that he's going to do that in 2021? Let's continue to listen. Now lift your hands. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me make something, point something out here is all of these guys do the same thing. A lot of times they have everybody lift their hands. And there's not there's nothing necessarily wrong with lifting our hands, right? The Bible tells us to lift holy hands to God. But this is a common theme with these guys is they'll have you raise your hands and then pray for something. But it's always going to be for your health, your wealth, and your prosperity. Let's listen to what Kenneth Copeland has these people repeating here in this prayer. 
close your eyes and say boldly, the gospel that I have heard. I have to make another comment. I listened to the majority of his sermon, his preaching before all of this happened. There was no gospel. There was no mention of sin. There was no mention of repentance. There was no mention of Christ's death on the cross. Uh, there was no mention of repenting, faith, living a Christian life. It was all materialistic things, worldly things. And he's saying now that they've heard the gospel, which they have not heard. Is the power of God, God. under my, my salvation? I confess. Jesus Christ as Lord over my life, over my spirit, over my soul, and over my body. I receive the power of God. I hate to stop so many times, especially so soon, but it's hard to pray for the power of God when as believers, true believers, the power of God lives inside of us in the form of the Holy Spirit. So uh, they're praying for the power of God and all of these things. But a quick survey of the text would show us that we receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. We have the power of God living in us. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, in him... Christ, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, which Kenneth Copeland did not preach, by the way, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit that is a deposit until we gain our full inheritance in eternity when we live with Christ forever. Uh, we don't randomly running around, run around praying for the power of God to live inside of us as true believers that have repented of our sin and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. That has already happened, according to Ephesians 1.13 and a, and a host of other scriptures throughout God's Word. But I digress. Let's Let's see what else. To make, me sound. to make me sound whole, whole. Delivered. delivered, saved, saved. Healed. healed. Now, now. I, act I act on the Word of God. I receive the power of God. Sickness, disease, and pain. I resist you in the name of Jesus. Sickness, disease, and pain, I resist you in the name of Jesus. There have been many, many firm believers in Christ that many of us have known that have gotten sick and they've died. Sickness is a part of the fall. Everybody's going to get sick at some point or another. Some people get sicker than others. Some people are going to get sick and die. It doesn't mean that if you get sick that you're necessarily in sin. Sometimes sickness may be a result of sin, but we live in a fallen world. 
Sickness is part of the fall in the garden. Nobody can necessarily resist sickness. If God in his providence wants you to be sick, then you're going to be sick. And there's no resisting that you can do to get rid of that because we still live in a fallen world. Although Kenneth Copeland would have you believe that you're now a little G God, that you're uh, somehow equal to God. But we are not especially the Bible doesn't tell us to resist sickness. I, I, I immediately go to James chapter four, verse seven, that says, submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The devil is different than sickness. We are called to resist the devil as we submit to God, and we submit to God through his word. We submit to God in prayer, but we do not resist sickness. Sickness happens to the strongest believers, and sickness happens to unbelievers. We don't resist sickness. We resist the devil. Some of this that Kenneth and all these guys talk about, it's frustrating because they think that we can keep from getting sick. And I've noticed recently, I haven't clicked on any of these videos, but they're now talking about gut health and, and being uh, eating the right things, which is good and, and needs to be done. We should eat right and not eat poorly. But I, I, apparently they're probably promoting some sort of, I, I can't say this, I haven't watched it, but maybe some sort of pill or maybe some sort of diet, I don't know. But uh, they're now in the gut health game. Uh, but we, do, we should build our immune systems up. I, I am a firm believer in that. However, even in our good immune systems, we can still get sick if it's in God's providence and timing for us to be sick. Let's continue here and see what else we're praying for sickness weakness and pain and let me just say this for those of you that are not watching the youtube video i have it i have a screen share here there are many people that the cameras are showing in wheelchairs physically bound to these wheelchairs and they apparently have not resisted the sickness or whatever is wrong with them enough because they haven't stood up in their wheelchairs and kicked them to the side and started shouting i, I don't i don't know if they're not praying hard enough or believing hard enough. And, and again, that's it's, this is all hogwash. You are not the will of God for me. I enforce the word of God on you. I will not tolerate you in my life. Leave my presence. I want to talk about this, but I, I want to keep going as well. I've never, I've prayed for God to heal me of sickness before, uh, uh, of helping me get better, you know, get well soon. I've prayed for God to do that, but I've never told the sickness to leave my body. It's just, I don't think the sickness listens to us that way. It's not going to obey us. If the sickness obeys anybody, it's going to be the authoritative voice of God that does it, not our own little weak, feeble, sinful voices that make a sickness leave. will never allow you back. My days of sickness and disease are over. Let me, I know I'm stopping a lot, but for those of you that are not watching the YouTube video that may be just listening to the audio, my days of sickness are over is what these people are praying. And right in the middle of the screen, the camera has captured someone 
and I don't want to say whether or not this is a man or a woman. I can't really, really tell from this angle, but this person is wearing a mask. I, I'm interested to see that after this person prays this, that no more sickness, that I won't be sick, that sickness is going to be long gone from my body. I'm interested to see if this person is going to rip this mask off of their face. Let's see. I am the same. Went away, but they didn't. The power of sickness has been broken, power of sickness has been broken. Forever. 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 You'll never get sick again. If you just pray what Kenneth Copeland tells you to pray, you'll, you'll apparently never get sick. For my life. Jesus bore my sickness, my weakness, and my pain. I am forever free. Sickness shall no longer lord it over me. Sin shall no longer lord it over me. Fear shall no longer lord it over me. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. I proclaim my freedom in Jesus' name. Today, 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 I said today, I the gospel is the power of God unto me, unto salvation. I receive the gospel. I act on the gospel. I am made whole in Jesus' name. Well, act, move, do something. Bend over. You couldn't bend over, bend over. You couldn't move your arm, move your arm. Do what you couldn't do before. Glory to God. Do something. Put it in action. Corresponding action. It'll break free. It'll go free. Praise God. Thank you. One thing that these guys, these prosperity preachers like to do is they like to take scripture out of context. Now, they're, they're saying receive the gospel, receive salvation, all of these things. But what is the gospel? Apparently, the gospel that they're receiving is no more sickness, that they will be free from the curse of sickness for the rest of their life. And now he's telling them to move, shake your arms, bend over. And he said that Jesus took the sickness away on the cross. And they like to take Isaiah chapter 53, and they like to rip this out of context as well. Isaiah 53, starting in verse 4, says this, Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastising for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging or by his wounds, we are healed. Now that is not meaning a physical healing. That is not a sick free life that is not anything physical that we are healed from this is what heals us spiritually that jesus bore all of our sins all of our all of our weaknesses all of those things and he bore them on the cross he became that sin and the bible tells us that when we repent and believe in our sins we receive the righteousness of christ and we are made well spiritually 
Now we receive the righteousness of Christ, not a sick free life, not a worry free life, not a, a, a healthy and wealthy life, but a spiritually free and spiritually healthy life as now God looks at those who have repented of sin and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and he sees the righteousness of his son. He no longer sees the sin that we are, that, that we commit, that we do. He sees his son's righteousness and we are healed spiritually, not physically. Yet guys like Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, Creflo Dollar, all of these other people, they like to take this out of context and they like to use this passage to say that Jesus bore all of our sicknesses. Therefore, we will not be sick anymore when we receive salvation. Now, these people, if they truly believe that's what salvation is, they're going to die and they're going to go to hell. And I hate that. That's why we must warn everybody that we can not to listen to these false teachers. We can't listen to them. We have to warn everybody that we know. We have to sound the alarm. Now, everybody's getting crazy in here. Everybody's throwing their hands up. Everybody's kind of bending over and shouting. Uh, I wonder what the people in the wheelchairs are going to be doing. I wonder if they're going to be rolling around or if they're going to be up out of those wheelchairs or if, if they're just going to have blank stares on their face. I haven't seen this part yet, so we're going to see this together. Kind of a blind reaction type thing. You ready? Jesus, glory be to God. Yes, amen. Somebody's running. Open, run if you couldn't run. Walk if you couldn't walk. Do something. Do Everybody it else is kind of just standing around. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Here we go. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the word of the living God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Beverly Rhodes, I touch you. In the name, in the name, in that name of Jesus, be thou made whole from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now that that is flowing through your body is him. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the spirit of goodness. It is the spirit of God. It is the spirit of love. It is the spirit that raised you up in the first place. It is the spirit that has been with you and worked with you since you were young. And it is the spirit that will carry you through Hallelujah. Beverly Rhodes. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. By the name of Jesus. And in with the with the help of the spirit of the living God, the representative of Jesus. What did he just say? I think that was a. Uh sounded like a kind of a tongue twister slash speaking in quote unquote tongues. I, I, I'm not real sure what that was, but I, I think he's just kind of figuring out what to do right now is, is what he's doing. And it looks like the video lagging a bit. I apologize for that. Uh, the Wi-Fi here is not the greatest, but I think it's going well enough to kind of get an idea of what we're looking at here. Let's see what's going on. Jesus himself, I touch you in that name, in that name, in that name, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, in the name, in the name, oh, that smile got me right there.
she's in a wheelchair and he touched her if we just bound sickness and 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 all of these physical ailments for the rest of their lives why is she not getting out of that wheelchair that these are questions i have i i i, I just don't know and why why is he not doing this in the name at st jude's or labana right down the road from where i am why is he not going into local hospitals and doing this if it if this is truly working again uh there's our person that had the mask on for you those that that they're just listening since we bound sickness here and everybody there in that building bound sickness for the rest of their life that person did not take their mask off so either they didn't believe and if they didn't have enough faith in what they were saying then i guess they'll get sick that's how these people work that if you don't have enough faith and that sickness is going to come upon you so when people do get sick they have an out they're going to use that as a scapegoat saying, well, you don't have enough faith or you haven't given enough to our ministry. See, they, these these guys are slick. And, and even the women that do this, they're slick. They'll be able to take some some outs because if you hadn't had enough faith or given enough for all these things, then that's the reason you get sick. Then that's the reason you weren't healed. So they really can't be responsible for it. They're going to put the responsibility back on you when we as believers must understand that this is the providence of God that plays out in everyone's life. And it doesn't play out the same in everyone's. It's just according to God's will, what happens in this life, not ours. <laughs> that got me. Glory to God in the name. Oh, in the name. Glory to God. I see something in those eyes. But I she's not getting out of the wheelchair. I see the power. I see the word. I love you, sir. In the name of Jesus. He's not getting out of the wheelchair either. And I touch you in that name. In the name. And in his power. The spirit of the living God. The spirit of power. The spirit of strength. Now flowing through the legs. Through the legs. Through the mind. But he remains in his wheelchair. The spirit of God flowing through his mind. Now we remember... Again, we just prayed that sickness and these physical ailments would be no more. And the spirit of God is now flowing through this guy's legs. Yet he is still sitting there as Kenneth Copeland and walks off. Through the thoughts. Glory to God. Here we go. Look at your pretty self. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are precious in my sight. And you're precious in Jesus' sight. In that name. That's the Holy Spirit. That's him. Praise God. Yes, amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your name and for the power and the word of the living God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. You might could have heard, and if you're watching, you've seen the guy in the background with his hands up. He, he He's waiting patiently for Kenneth and hoping... Kenneth Copeland comes to him, but if you're watching, I'm fixing to go to full screen here. This woman has just had her, her, Kenneth Copeland lay hands on her briefly, and then he just walked off, walked away from her. And look at look at her face, kind of downcast right here kind of the saddest look on her face that maybe she didn't get up maybe she wasn't healed and kenneth this billionaire just walks right past her i don't know if he's a billionaire but he's a millionaire for sure some of these guys don't 
mind telling you that either, especially Jesse Duplantis, which we'll get to on the next episode. And this woman breaks my heart because she is just downcast. She looks like her world has just been rocked and that she's always going to be in this wheelchair. And it just breaks my heart for people like Kenneth to walk right past her thinking that he can heal her when we do not possess the power of healing. If anybody is healed, it is by God. Now, we can talk about the sign gifts. We can talk about how the apostles in the early church, uh, the disciples, they had the ability given to them by Christ himself for a time uh, to do the things that he did to heal and to establish the early church. But those things, in my opinion, have died off. Now, that's another, uh, the sign gifts, at least, the speaking in tongues, the prophecy, uh, the, the gift of healing. I don't believe any of us possess those things today. God can still heal, and God can still do whatever he wants to, but now we have the Word of God to teach us everything we need, and we trust God to heal, so we don't need these sign gifts anymore, but uh, that's another time for uh, for us to talk about, but I just want you to, if you're watching, and if you if you if you want to go on there and look, it's we're about the 29 minute mark. You can see this poor girl just looks so downcast and just so upset that she is still in that wheelchair. But now here 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 we're getting to the 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 shock and awe of this night. It's already been shocking off. You know the Bible. You know you're already shocked and listen to some crazy things that are not accurate when it comes to the Bible. This is why doctrine matters. This is why we have to understand the Word of God and what the Word of God says. But here's where we're getting to the controversy, to, to the big shock and awe part of this. Is this guy in this wheelchair? He's going down. I'm just going to tell you. And uh, I, if you're listening on audio, if you haven't seen this, you can go on the Doctrine Matters podcast YouTube channel, and this video will be up there. You, you got to see this. And then you have to see Kenneth Copeland's reaction. So let's let's watch and listen and see what happens. Uh, here we go. Yeah, that's him going through you right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Glory to God. You're not bound to this chair. The day will come, you'll walk out of it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, he's down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to back this up to see if I can Amen. catch Thank this. You, Jesus, for your name and for the power and the word of the living God. Here's the lady. Oh, thank just, you, Lord Jesus. Nothing happened. She looks so you, sad. Lord Jesus. Praise God. Hit them. Yeah, that's him going through you right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Glory to God. You're not bound to this chair. The day will come. You'll walk out of it. In the name of Jesus. I have it quickly paused here for anybody watching is the face that he's making on the way down. I don't think he meant to go backwards like this. And Kenneth Copeland said the day will come when you'll get up and walk and you won't need that chair. And let me just be clear, unless God heals this man on this side of eternity, I pray that he is a true believer or will be a true believer before he leaves this earth, because then he truly won't need his wheelchair. But if he leaves this earth 
not a true believer in Christ, then he will spend an eternity being judged by God for his lack of repentance and faith in Christ. And this wheelchair will be the least of his worries then. So unless God heals this man, he's going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. We hope God heals him. We pray that. We really do. But if not, I pray that he's a believer or we'll hear the true gospel of Jesus Christ one day. This is why it matters, because if this guy has just heard that he he's binding sickness and physical ailments for the rest of his life, yet he gets knocked over. And they put him back in the wheelchair, by the way. But the face he makes when he goes down is pitiful. I mean, he just he's on his way out like he knows he's gone and he's messed up here. Um, and then watch Kenneth Copeland just walk right past him. Get him up. He's okay. You're going to hear him just kind of brush it off, and then he's going to go to the next person and pay no more attention to this guy that he just knocked over on his back in a wheelchair. You'll kind of see some guys stay with him, probably checking on him, make sure he's all right, probably asking him, please don't sue. We'll settle out of court. I don't know. I can't say that. That was probably wrong of me. But uh, if you're watching, let's just watch watch this. Let's let's this face. Oh. Thank you, Lord. 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 Now then, you guys, just help him up. Help him up. Power of God's all over him. He's not hurt. How does he know? How does he know he's not hurt? How does he know this? Praise the God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord God. Praise the Lord God. Praise the Lord God. Oh, I like the color of that mask there. <laughs> you knew I'd like that one, didn't you? Oh, red, white, and blue. Glory Why does she need a mask again? In the name. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I perceive in my spirit you're a veteran. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He perceived in his spirit that she was a veteran. If you're not watching the video, she is... She has a mask on. She does have it pulled down. Maybe she'll throw it in the garbage since she's just bound sickness for the rest of her life. I don't know. I doubt it because there's other people behind her with masks on. But he perceived in his spirit that she was a veteran, and she did not confirm or deny that. She almost seemed like she didn't know what to say because she was just like, thank you. There's a pause there. He's going to pat her on the shoulder and then go on about his way to somebody else. Come on. Let's be praising God. Let's be praising his name. And that's what he did to kind of kind of take away from that distraction, that weird, awkward pause where nobody said anything. He just turned around and said, come on, somebody praise his name. Do this. I, these guys are something else. I, man, please warn your people. Let's be worshiping him. Let's be worshiping him. There's the guy in the wheelchair. They're still with him. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Go, oh, come on. Give him praise. Give him worship. Give him praise. Give him worship. Give him praise. Give him worship and give him praise. Honor his name. 
honor his name, honor his presence. This, this place is full. This place is full. It's full. It's full of the glory. It's full of the power. That place is full, all right, but I don't think it's the glory. And because this is a Christian podcast and I am a Christian myself, I'm not going to say what it is full of. I will say what it's full of, and I will use a word that Paul used, and I'll use the Greek word, but I think this place is full of scubula right now. And uh, you can take that word, and you can go research it and figure that out on your own. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else happens? I think there's going to be a little more uh, of this fake healing happen here. Uh, let's just see. Everybody's laying their hand. Oh, I know what this is. I was hoping we'd get there. Let me just Jesus, let's, the name, let's listen. The name that's above every name. That name that's above every name. That name that's above every name. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That name that's above every name. I just witnessed a man, an old man. He he came up to the front here and wanted Kenneth to touch him on his head, to lay hands on him, and it looked like all he did was touch his head. Uh, but I'm thinking about the woman that was, uh, she had an issue of blood for 12 years. This woman had uh, an issue of blood for 12 years that no doctor could help her. Nothing was going on in her life she was actually getting worse the bible says and she thought that if she could just touch the hem of the garment of christ that she would be made well so she i don't know how she gets through the crowd because the bible teaches us that there is a large crowd following jesus as he's actually going to heal a man named jairus's daughter who has fallen ill and about to die and then she stops this right in right in their tracks she stops jesus because she touches him and he turns around wants to know the power that just left him who he who touched her which jesus is god in the flesh and we know the attributes of god is all knowing so i believe that jesus did know exactly who it was but he saw her she couldn't get away because she knew touching a rabbi could ultimately mean that she would die but she came trembling in fear he looked at her and said daughter your faith has made you well this guy is running to a man to be touched for whatever reason, maybe he's got some sort of sickness or ailment or whatever he may have going on in his life. He's trying to rush to the front to get to Kenneth Copeland for Kenneth Copeland to touch his head and all be made well in this man's life. And I'm willing to bet you whatever was wrong with him when he walked up to the front of that line is probably still wrong with him just a couple of weeks later today in the middle of August. So, I want to get to this one more thing, and then we'll cut it off. I think we've heard and seen enough here, kind of dissecting this. And and, and I'm, I'm doing this to warn people out of love. I, I don't want to trash this guy, but this man is showing no fruits of a true believer. And uh, I don't believe he is a believer just by what he teaches, and what he preaches, and the way he lives his life. Uh, so I'm not doing it out of hate. I'm doing it out of love for those of you that may be caught in this. And I want to see you get out. I do. I really do. So uh, I will. I will here in just a couple of minutes when we wind down. I will give you some options, some things that you can do to to try to come out of this. Some some resources, maybe some some email addresses to seek help. Because really, if you're locked into this and want to know more, I hope you do reach out because I want to walk you through leaving the Word of Faith, Prosperity Gospel, uh, kind of lifestyle.
I want to show you this one more thing. I think it's about to happen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, it's obvious that I, I here we go. Can't lay hands on everybody in here. How many of you are believers? Well, I mean, what did Jesus say? The believer shall lay hands on the sick in my name, in my name, and they shall recover. The believer. Listen, he's talking to God oh, right yeah, here. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that, Lord. Yeah, I remember I remember doing that. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Okay. So much, so much I could say here. He just pretended to talk to God in another language. And immediately God told him what to do. Yet, if you back up just a few seconds, he just said that he can't lay hands on everybody, then asked who all was believers. And then didn't he say that you believers lay your hands on the sick in my name and that sickness will go away? So apparently Kenneth Copeland had already made up his mind to have everybody lay hands on each other, yet he stops to talk to God, quote unquote, and he says, yeah, I remember when we did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently God just told him to do it, although he already had determined that he was going to do this. Now listen to what God told him to do. You already know what he's going to tell him or what he's going to tell the people. Everybody turn to your right. Now lay hands on the person in front of you. Just touch their back. And say this, in the name of Jesus, whose I am and whom I serve, I minister healing to you by the laying hold of hands. A principal doctrine, a principal teaching of Christ Jesus. I believe it. Now you receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, turn around the other way. Lay hands on the person in front of you. I lay hands on you. According to the word of God, I believe the anointing of God's power is flowing through my hands now. I believe what he said when he was on earth. Any two of you, whatsoever they shall ask, believing, they shall receive. And it shall be done of my Father which is in heaven. Turn around and face me. Let me just say while this is playing, according to his will. That's a big key context there that we need to, uh, Kenneth needs to understand that 
anything we ask for, we need to ask as it aligns with God's will, we will get. Um, not just going to get it just because we willy-nilly ask for it there. Let's see. They're turned toward Kenneth now. Right now, he is the and agent. He is the agent. It's his anointing. Flowing through my hands. Receive it now and take your healing. I believe it. You receive it. All right, put your hands down. All right, turn around and face the other way. Now they're facing. Now lay your hands on the Even he's laughing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. They have done the hokey pokey, essentially. They've gone from the right. Or, no, what is that? The Cupid shuffle to the right, to the right, to the left, to the left. Now walk it out. They're doing all sorts of stuff here. I think they're doing the uh, the Kenneth Copeland Cupid shuffle. They've just turned all around, done the hokey pokey. It's just, this is, while they're doing this, let me say this. There has been no mention of sin, no mention of repentance of sin. And we've watched probably 40 minutes of this. Uh, well, maybe not that much. I've done a little commentary, but we've watched about 30 minutes at least of this. There's been no no talk of repenting of sin and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. There's It's just not there. And this is what these guys do. They're not known for teaching that. You're going to see in the days to come, in the weeks to come, when we get into these guys like Jesse Duplantis, he's going to talk for an hour without even saying, open your Bible. Uh, and when they do, it's going to be about finances. So. These people have done the Cupid shuffle and had not heard the true gospel of Jesus Christ, yet they've received the power of the Holy Spirit and they're flushing sickness away for the rest of their life, yet they're still wearing masks. People are still in wheelchairs. I hope the guy that got knocked over is okay. We don't know. We'll check on him maybe, but here, let's see what he's saying. I declare you blessed coming in. I declare you blessed going out, for today is the day of your deliverance. Let me say this. I don't need a man to tell me I'm blessed. The believer and the unbeliever both are blessed. And let me tell you how the believer or the unbeliever is blessed. Because the rain falls on the just and the unjust. A sunrise is for the just and the unjust. A good steak is for the just and the unjust. Breathing alone is for the just and unjust. So the unbeliever experiences the grace of God and experiences good things. And they are actually blessed, but they just don't realize it. They're at war with God and hostile. But as believers, we realized that we are blessed by God to be able to experience these things and to uh, be able to have this nice steak and to be able to take in the sunrise and to be able to feel the rain when it falls and to be able to breathe and to be able to do all the things we get to do. We are blessed by God. The Bible teaches us how we're blessed in many different ways. We're blessed when we're persecuted. We're blessed when we're suffering. We're blessed in all of these ways. We don't need man to tell us we're blessed. We need the word of God to teach it to us. And God tells us that we're blessed, not a man. We, we put too much faith in men at times, but especially in the word of faith and prosperity movement, people are putting their faith in these men. You see this man on the screen right here. There is so much faith put in this man right now that it is unreal. The people that are putting their faith in him alone and hoping to be healed by him and being blessed by him. Now, we can be blessed by a, a pastor or somebody speaking into our life, the word of God, and that's okay, but they're coming to him to be blessed, blessed, like blessed, like the way God blesses you. It's, it's kind of sickening. 
and um, we, we, we just need to sound the alarm again. Warn your people. Today is the day of the deliverance of your family. Today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of the gospel. Today he is still the hasn't outreach. taken the mask off. Today is the power. No more sickness for him, but mask still on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I want five quick testimonies, five quick ones right now. There's something that's already happened. You're already healed. You received your healing this morning and you know it. Let's listen to one and be and Glory call it good. To God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Fed, turn around over the camera and see. I had, I had open heart surgery uh, May the 20th when it cut me down, all the way down my chest. And I came home on 24 hours with oxygen. They said I was going to be on for a year or better and stuff like that. And uh, I made it here from Shreveport and, and feel like I was kind of weight around in my chest like an elephant from the surgery. But I don't feel no, I can scratch when they put me back together. I can breathe. I can take deep breaths. And the whole while the surge was going on, I just had sharp pains going up and down my chest. Something telling me to leave and call and get a ride. Oh, let's go. So I feel good. I had two strokes in my brain where I have nerve damage. I turned my neck and I can get real deep and I can turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and uh, I've been I've been watching this since 2015 every day when I had strokes in my brain and I couldn't walk, talk, or see. But but by watching uh, Victory uh, uh, left it on TV 24 hours, even much when I was asleep, I got up out the wheelchair, my eyesight came back, and I started back driving. And, then the heart surgeon came on. I've been watching Victory. The, the oxygen left, and I'm, I'm here from Shreveport. I say, if I can get there and and uh, 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 get uh, Brother Kenneth to put his hands on me, if I can only just tur get him to touch me, man, things will be all right. And he touched me. I'm <laughs> oh, hallelujah. We're going to call that good. I, I was separated in 1970. No, we called it, we called it good, Ken. Hold on. That's my. He tried to start over on us here. We're going to call that good. We ain't going to. The testimony, I have so much I could say. I don't want to sound rude or crude here, but one of the testimonies was that he didn't need oxygen and his oxygen was better, but it really sounded like he could not talk very well without, without, did y'all hear that when he, when he was talking, this man is deceived. I pray that God did heal him. I pray that he's okay. I pray that he's doing much better than he was, but this man for, let's see, since 2015, six years of listening to this, and he said, if I can just get to Shreveport,
and I can get Brother Kenneth to touch me, then I would be healed, and he touched me, and I'm healed. I'm going to ask you very clearly, why does he keep doing this if Brother Kenneth Copeland has the gift of healing? Why is he not up and down every hospital in America? I can tell you exactly why. Because he's not going to make money that way. And let me tell you, it, it's very sad when men are getting filthy rich claiming they have the gift of healing when they really don't. Sow your seed and you'll be made well. That's ultimately the message of the prosperity gospel. Sow your seed. Sow your seed. We're going to talk about that. I believe we need to do it from every platform. Everybody that's got a platform needs to call out and walk through why these teachers are false. And from a, a, a heart of love. Not from just to bash somebody, but to love others enough to keep them from this type of teaching. This man, again, wanted to get to Shreveport. I don't know where he's from, but if he could get to Shreveport and just get Kenneth to touch my head, I would be all right. That's a far cry from the woman with an issue of blood to say, if I could just get to Jesus and touch his garment, then maybe I would be healed. I would just be healed. And she did it and was healed. That's a far cry from being in Shreveport and having Kenneth Copeland touch your head and you leave the exact same way you came in, unless God did a miraculous work, but it wasn't through Kenneth Copeland. Because Kenneth Copeland didn't teach the Bible. Kenneth Copeland did not teach the true gospel. Kenneth Copeland gave people a false sense of salvation just in the 30 to 40 minutes that we listened to here tonight. Not to mention he knocked over a guy in a wheelchair. All the people in the wheelchair started leaving. None of them had a testimony that I could see. So we have to ask ourselves, are we going to trust man or are we going to trust God? So we need to be able to open the Bible and understand what the Bible says, Bible intake, scripture memorization, studying the scripture, and finding true teachers of the word to listen to, plugging in and joining, becoming members of a biblical church that truly teaches the word of God, that isn't worried about all the latest and greatest things, but they take a copy of God's word and they open it every single week. And they teach it to you, and they teach it how to teach you how to apply it to your life. And in this, we will see that the life of a believer is not always one of health, wealth, and prosperity. There's suffering involved. All of the disciples died horrible deaths, including the one they exiled to an island. <laughs> Think about the death these disciples Peter upside down crucified. John the Baptist was beheaded. Paul was beheaded. They had, they ran spears through them. They burned them in oil, all sorts of things. And even the early church had people that would die gruesome deaths, being burned at the stake because of their true belief and faith in Christ. Why didn't God rescue the disciples from their horrid deaths if he just wants everybody to be healthy, wealthy, and prosperous? See, we have to understand true biblical doctrine and we have to compare it to what these people are teaching. Pirate Christian Radio, Chris Rosebro does a great job doing this. Compares 
what people are saying in the name of God to the word of God is his tagline. I will link him in the show notes. Check him out. He's going to do this same thing, but on a, a much grander scale than I am. Justin Peters, there are men doing this. And it's all out of love. And if you are caught in this, if you're caught up in this type of faith, word of faith and healing type ministry thing, whether you're at a church here locally in Northeast Arkansas or whether you're a follower of Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, Creflo Dollar, Joel Osteen, all of those people and more. We'll get to more because I think this is very important that we see what they're saying and then we kind of give commentary and some scriptural basis as to why they're false. So if you're caught up in this, if this is you, I want to tell you that I'm here to help you. There are many people that will help. You have to just reach out in a comment in face on Facebook or send me an email, Doctrine Matters Podcast, all lowercase. I'll put it in the link in the description as well. Doctrine Matters Podcast at gmail.com. Ask me how to get out, what to do, what are next steps, who can we listen to that's solid, who is teaching biblical truth. I will give you those resources, but I want to help you get out of this because this will send and has sent many, many people to hell because they manipulate and twist the word of God. I'll give you a personal story. Uh, I've been a, a lead pastor, elder, teaching pastor at, at my church now for a little over four years. And in my ministry, I've, I've come across a lady that lives by herself that gives money to a bunch of these Word of Faith ministries every month, and her health declined severely. She almost died. She was not getting better. Her son ended up committing suicide. Life was just awful. And she said, I'm giving to all these ministries. Why is everything getting worse? I'm broke. My health is bad. My family doesn't come visit me. I'm lonely. Well, it's because all of these things are fake. They're false. They're getting richer while you're struggling with no money, poor health, and your family doesn't even come to visit you. Luckily, some people in our church rallied around her and helped her and helped her get these uh, monetary donations every month stopped. And uh, we finally heard from her again. And she seems to be doing a little better, but she was wrapped up in this world. And, and, and to be honest with you, she still may be. But that's just a story that this does not help. These people are not helping you. They're hurting you. And we want you to come out of it. We want you to ask us questions. I want you to tell me I'm wrong, and then we can open a Bible and, and, and go through it together. I'll bring you on the, the live here. There's I've got options to bring people on here, more than one, if we need to. And we can have a debate, a dialogue, a back and forth. But I want you to understand the true word of God. I'd love for you to reach out to me. Dr. Matters Podcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on the YouTube video or the Facebook link or whatever the case may be. But I want you to reach out if possible. I appreciate you listening, taking the time. Those of you that watched, I appreciate you bearing with me and, and watching through 45 minutes of Kenneth Copeland. Uh, I think the next person we're going to look at is Jesse Duplantis. Jesse Duplantis is a nice guy. He's a funny guy, but he is a wolf in sheep's clothing. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Dr. Matters Podcast. Have a great rest of your day or night, whatever the case may be. Have a great weekend, and God bless.